Yeah, I would like to. Good morning, good morning. I'd like to thank Pineview Church of God. Once again, Pastor Stephen Brewer. I'd like to thank Victory Baptist Church. I'd like to thank this radio station, 93.1 WGDQ, where God did it quickly. I'd also like to thank uh, 106.9, who will be playing this uh, a little bit later on in the day. Uh, you know, I, I we, just, we just wrapped up Revival, and it, and it was awesome. It was great. Uh, a great bunch of pastors spoke through it. Um, had several confessions of faith, and, and uh, some of them were young. And, and you know, if it was just one, it was worth it. If it was one, it was worth it. And you know, I want you, I want you to hear this sermon here because we got to get back to the basics. We got to pastors, preachers, teachers. That pulpit that you preach behind is for. Christ, and I, w- I want you to understand that a lot of times we want to tell people our opinion about government, our opinion about politicians, our opinion about uh, uh, the the Corona shot. The pulpit, it's not for that. Cause see, if you talk to somebody about a certain politician. You may offend somebody in your congregation that don't believe like you do. Uh, If you talk to somebody about take the shot or don't take the shot, you may offend somebody. And and if you're going to offend somebody, we're supposed to offend them in the gospel, not in our opinions about what goes on in the world. And and I want to show you here in Scripture where, where Peter's giving a warning uh, about false prophets and heresies and false teachings, you know, I've I've heard I've heard time allotted for Jesus Christ be taken up with uh, a debatable stuff like the the virus. You know, when 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 you're in a position and people are expecting to hear something about Jesus Christ. That's what you talk about. That's your opportunity. You're an oracle for God during that moment. And we need to remember, it's the gospel that saves. It's the gospel that reaches people. You know, not their political opinion. Uh, The shot don't save your soul. So we have to get back to the basis. Get back to the cross. Get back to Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Paul said, I tend to know nothing else but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. So... If I can find my glasses, oh, here they are. We're going to be in Peter chapter 2. Peter chapter 2, the second Peter chapter 2, second chapter. He said, but there are false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. You know, they's a, a, a they have a the pastor over Harvard, the the main man that teaches over Harvard University. Now, understand, Harvard was founded by a man named John Harvard, and Harvard University was founded on the sole existence of educating pastors. 
educating preachers of the gospel. That's why Harvard was invented. And they used to have uh, uh, Bible verses all over the place. And they let, on purpose, they let bushes grow up over them and, and covered them up. The main... The, the main guy over it does not believe in Jesus Christ. The main theologist, the main preacher, the, the top dog there, he goes around as the top clergy, believes in spirits, believes in nuances, believes in, 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 in kundalini and all this other silliness. He, he is an atheist. He... He says he's a Christian, but he has atheistic views. He don't believe in Jesus Christ. He believes all other ways, that there's many ways. So I guess he ain't a theist. He's a theist, but he's a uh, he has multiple theists. He's just not singled on Jesus Christ. You know, we have to be singled on Jesus Christ, but do you realize the amount of people that he's teaching damnable heresies denying Jesus Christ at this major university and he's not the only one it's all over the place there's a movement called coexist which brings in heresies into the church it's people in the church in the house of God a church that believes in Jesus Christ and they sit there with this movement called coexist saying that no matter what you worship you go to the same heaven whether it be Buddha Hindu, uh, uh, any of the any of the, any of the Hindu gods that don't matter, we all we all go to the same heaven. That is a damnable heresy. Christ said, He said, "I am the way, I am the truth, I am life." He said, "No man gets to the Father except by me." So in these last days, I want you to cling. I want you to hang on. I don't want you to let go of Jesus Christ. No matter if the preacher tells you something else. You hang on to Jesus Christ and you don't let him go. I don't care how sound their doctrines is. I don't care how good they make you feel. I don't care how much sense they make. You hang on to Jesus Christ. Don't believe any other gospel except the gospel of Jesus Christ. If they tell you there's another God, I don't care what Paul said. Paul said, I don't care if it's an angel himself. You don't believe no other gospel. You stay in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because there's people out there working for the devil with a heart that they think is right. They believe in all their heart. They don't realize who they're working for. They are sold out for a heresy. But in their heart, they believe their truth. They willing to die for it. Because the devil has them confused. They're antichrist. And we're promised Antichrist. Hang on to Jesus. He says, verse 2, And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damnation slumbereth not. In other words, they don't stop. They don't stop. They don't slumber. The devil's working 24-7 on you right now. They're trying to put damnable heresies through the radio, through the TV, uh, 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 through colleges, through universities, through, through home churches, all these different ways. 
You got to read your Bible for yourself. You got to know the Word of God for yourself. Don't just listen to your pastor. Check him out. Don't go to church without your Bible. Check me out. Write down some notes. See if I'm telling you the truth. Check your pastor out. I know you, you probably got a great pastor and there probably ain't nothing wrong with the one you got. But check him out. Your soul depends on it. On, 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 on it. Your soul depends on it. Don't trust your soul to a man. Trust your soul to Jesus Christ and read his word. We're to be Christ-like, not pastor-like. Not deacon-like. You're supposed to be Christ-like. He says, For if for if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person of a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overflow, making them an example unto those that, are, that after should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot, vexed with filthy conversation of the wicked. For the righteous man dwelleth among them, and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. So look, if he didn't spare the angels, if he didn't spare the old world, you know, a lot of times people think, think about, I want you to think about how many children that he didn't spare. So we don't think that, you know, one of the heresies, one of the the things that that people are teaching that, and, and part of it's true that God is a loving God. Absolutely, that's the word that describes God is love. But don't ever think that God is not a God of judgment. He destroyed the world except Noah and 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 his seven family members. He destroyed them. There was a lot of babies out there. He destroyed them. He shut the door of the ark and the whole world, all of them died. I want you to understand what he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. He destroyed them. We, we, we serve a loving God, but we also serve a God of vengeance. When you read in the book of Revelation, understand that is God that's doing all that. That is not the devil. And who do you think created hell? Who do you think puts people in hell? Who do you think is going to be the one that torments the devil and the people day and night? It is God. Yet we walk around with no fear of God whatsoever. We go into the church with no fear of God whatsoever. We go into church a cussing and come out a cussing. We go into church shacking and we come out shacking. We go into church in sin and we come out in sin with no repentance, no fear of God whatsoever. But there will be a day where every knee shall bow and you will fear God. And brothers and sisters, it's going to be too late then. You see, Lot did one thing. He did many things wrong. But Lot didn't separate himself. Jesus Christ tells us to be separate come out from among them. Lot was vexed with their evil speakings. See, you can't get saved and still hang around them same people. You can't get saved 
and still be looking at pornography and still having all the lewd and perverted sayings and jokes. You can't get saved and still be cussing and still be a drunk and smoking weed and doing drugs. First Peter 1 says, if you, second chapter said, if you have tasted Jesus Christ and know that he is good, how could you go back to anything? How could you go back to anything else except Jesus Christ? If you've ever felt his love, if you've ever felt his mercy, if you've ever felt anything about Jesus Christ, there's nothing you would desire more. There's nothing you wouldn't hang on to. You would be willing to give up anything in the world to stay with Jesus Christ. You'd be willing to, to give it all up. To give it all up. I would rather give up my wife, my kids, and everything in this world and live under a bridge than I have to lose my soul and go to hell. I would rather live in the woods. I'd rather do anything than I have to offend my God. I would, I would do it all to keep my God happy with me. To stay in the faith, because without faith it is impossible to please God. Most people are never sold out. Most people sell half their soul or a part of their soul. God don't want 50% of you. He don't want 98% of you. He wants 100%. He wants you to clean up your whole act. Everything. Everything. Not just some of the things. He give us everything when he give us his son on the cross. So we need to give him everything to live, to be a living sacrifice. He says, The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. He knows how to deliver you out of whatever you're going through. Don't stay in your sin and say, well, I can't get out of this. Yes, you can. Two ways. One, through prayer, but two, by wanting to. You can't say, well, I want to stop cussing, but then you keep on cussing. I want to stop fornicating, but you keep dialing up a number. I want to stop doing whatever it is, but you, alcohol, but you still go by it. Stop doing it. Just stop doing it. Stop going to their house. Stop calling them up. Stop buying it. Just It's that simple. Stop doing it. And stay in prayer. Stay in constant prayer. And he will deliver you from it. But you can't want to let go, let go of something and keep hanging on to it at the same time. Let it go. Sometimes, believe it or not, sometimes alcohol, drinking, cussing, lying... That way of life almost seems like a friend. And it is. It's the old man. It's the old friend. It's the old you. But when you become a new creature in Christ, you got to tell him goodbye. And you know, sometimes when you tell a friend goodbye, sometimes you're glad to get rid of that friend. Whew. But I'm glad to get rid of him. But then sometimes goodbyes are hard. But listen, if your goodbye is hard... That's because you ain't wanting to let it go. You ain't sorry for your sins. You're not sorry for what you have done. 
You need to realize how bad you offended your God, your Creator. You need to realize what you're doing to what happened to Calvary's cross. Christ died to deliver you of those sins. And if you're hanging on to them, you're going to be like Lot's wife that once them angels grabbed a hold of their hands, they told them, whatever you do, don't look back. But Sarah looked back. Lot's wife looked back. And she turned into a pillar of salt. Because she thought she was going to miss them old times, them old friends, them old stuff she used to do. If you're acting like Lot's wife, be careful. You'll go right back to what you was doing. Every time. Every, I've seen it too many times not to believe that. You got to say goodbye to that old friend and, and, and bury him. Get rid of him. Kill the old man. And every time he tries to come back, you go hard in prayer. Lord, I don't want to think about that. I don't want to do that. Then don't do it. That's the biggest thing people forget. I prayed, but you still got in the car, put the key in the ignition, drove to the store, got out, went in the store, opened up the beer cooler, and bought it anyway. You still, you said, Lord, I don't want to sleep around, but you still called her number. You, you, you might have... When you might have hid the number after you called it, but you still called her number. You met her in the woods. You met her at the hotel. You met her at somebody's house, but you still drove and met her or him. Maybe, maybe it's, it's a woman and you went and met him anyway. You ain't stopping if you're still doing it. Stop doing it. Repentance means you stop doing wrong and start doing right. If you want to take advantage of what Christ did on that cross, you are going to have to change. You have to stop living ungodly. You're going to have to start praying and start believing. Because this ain't, this ain't a, a halfway thing. Either you are or you ain't. He says, But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness and despise government, presumptuous are they self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignitaries. Whereas angels, which are great in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. Now, what he's saying is, if we can't be, if we can't be subject to authority here on earth, how can we be subject to authority in heaven. You see we. We do a lot of bucking. We don't like our boss men. We don't like the school teacher. We don't like the principal. We don't like our, our, our supervisor. You know we, we always buck against authority. But you see if you never learn to come under the authority of man. You'll never come under the authority of God. Because if you can't be under the authority of who you can see, how can you be under the authority of who you can't see? And you see these angels, they don't speak evil of God because they know that Christ is the authority. Listen to what it says. Whereas angels which are great in power might bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. They don't scream and holler and talk ugliness. To them that are before the Lord. But these as natural brute beasts. He's talking about fallen angels. Demons. 
made to be taken and destroyed speak evil of the things that they understand not and shall utterly perish in their own corruption and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness as they that count it pleasure to ride in the daytime spots they are and blemishes sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you having eyes full of adultery that cannot cease from sin beguiling unstable souls a heart they have exercised with covetous practices cursed children which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozar, who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumb ass speaking with man's voice, forbade the madness of the prophet. What he's talking about is people that are living in, righteous, in, in riotousness, people that are rebellious, people that are against the church, people that are against any form of government, people that are against the pastor, people that are against Christ. And they find any reason to write. They got demons in them. They're following the devil. They're following the, the thoughts that the devil puts in their minds. He says, 17, these are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest to whom the mist of darkness is reserved forever. When they speak, for when they speak great swelling words of vanity, they are lured through lust of the flesh, through much wantonness, those that were clean escape from who live in error. What time is it? Oh, I got seven minutes. So, what he's saying Whenever they speak these great swelling words, all these these uh, uh, speeches that inspire you to rebel, that inspire you to come against the church, that inspire you to come against the government, that inspire you uh, 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 to 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 go against. He says that words of vanity, they allure through the lust of the flesh, through much wantonness. Those that were clean escaped from them who live in error. While they promised them liberty, they themselves are the servants of corruption. For of whom a man is overcome, of the same is he brought into bondage. They promise you things, but in turn, they promise you bondage. The first chapter of Proverbs, let me read that to you. And I'll tell you what he's saying. Let me run the Proverbs real quick. Help explain this. Then I'll close out. Oh. Listen, first, he says, First chapter of Proverbs, he says, My son, walk not thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path, for their feet run to evil and make haste to shed blood. Surely in vain the net is spread in the sight of any bird, and they lay wait for their own blood. They lurk privately for their own life. So are the ways of everyone that is greedy of gain, 
which taketh away the life of the owners there. Wisdom crieth without. She uttereth her voice in the street. She crieth in the chief place of concourse, in the openings of the gates in the city. She uttereth her words. So what he's saying is that you will actually cast your own net before you. The words you say and the things you do and the people you follow, you will cast your own net and you'll be caught up in something. And the only way out of it is repentance. The only way out of it is faith in Jesus Christ. So in these last days, these last moments, today could be your last day. We don't know when your last day is, but it's appointed that the man wants to die. Then the judgment, you have a death day on your calendar. Today is the day of repentance. Today is the day of salvation. So uh, I hope you was able to get something out of this word this morning. Uh, if not, maybe you'll get something out, out of the word from Brother Don. He, he's coming up next. But we're going to close in prayer. And I encourage you to examine yourself and, and, and to repent. For repentance is, is a daily thing. Father God in heaven, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. Father, you are the God of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and, and you offer us the wonderful gift of repentance. It's something we can use many times a day. It's something we should use often, but it shouldn't be used lasciviously. It shouldn't. We shouldn't take advantage of grace, that when we repent, we stay repentant. We don't repeat that sin again. Father, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ. Father, give us guidance and direction. Give us your guidance and your direction. Give us wisdom, Lord. Father, we thank you, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, just a few minutes. Brother Don will be coming up. Good morning, Brother Danny.